Oh, fuck me. Yanny or Laurel? How do you not ever know what the fuck is going on in the world, bro? Unbury your fucking head from the sand. Yanny. No? No. I heard Yanny. I, but I also saw the white dress, and I also saw the white shoes. So, I'm, I'm always fucking wrong. Welcome to your football fantasy. All right. Hey there, P-Hole Pirates. Welcome back to another episode of your football fantasy. It's Friday night, so we're sitting in my basement. We're drinking beer. We're talking fantasy football to, uh, well, really just to just to an empty room and a microphone. But I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to be listening eventually. I am Dewey's Nuts, your host, God of all things. This? I, I don't know. Sitting somewhere to my left. It's Big Wiz. Hey, Wiz. Big commentator. Best commentator. Did you Any Yelp reviews yet? I haven't checked Yelp today, <laughs> Wiz. I'll, t- I'll do that later in the show. How's Please that? do. That'd be really good. I should have checked because I made that offer. I still want to read somebody's words online. Getting closer? Nobody's interested. No, not yet. No, I haven't gotten on Yelp yet. Calm down. <laughs> Let's jump into football. This week in football. Oh, not a whole lot of news in football this week. Kenyon Barner got signed by the Panthers. Is this uh, Barner of Oregon, University of Oregon? It Way is. back when, when he was a speed demon? Yeah. He kind of flamed up. Yeah, he was great in Oregon. We yeah, all loved ridiculously him Ridiculously fast. He, uh, he's pretty much Fozzie Whitaker, so he just took Fozzie Whitaker. Did he do anything? This no. is important? No. No, no, no. Because there's C.J. Anderson, and then there's Cameron Artis Payne, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. As usual, good stats that don't fucking matter. Not a stat. Thanks, Dewey's Nuts. Good news. There's almost nothing. A lot of coaches came out and said some stuff about their players, but I don't consider that news. Like when, when Nagy comes out and says, Adam Shaheen is a perfect fit for our offense. I don't buy any of that. The Adam Shaheen who's on our fucking on when our dynasty says, league? When he, yeah, Fuck he yeah! Says, he says that, and then immediately afterward he says... I am giddy about Tariq Cohen and this offense. Yeah, you know, giddy. Lots of lots of coaches use giddy. that. Giddy, yes. Well, he's like 24 years old. So <laughs> give, him a, give him a break. Here's some news, not necessarily football only, but uh, the Supreme Court has made a ruling after years and years and years of this lawsuit. I think Delaware brought this lawsuit against the, the federal government originally. Four or five years in the court system, finally the Supreme Court says it is unconstitutional for the federal government to ban sports betting in the country. Yeah, I think that that's that's big news. I mean, opening up the open up the bookies. Bookies are now out out they're out in the open. Yes, states all over are starting or already have been starting to set up their sports books. Uh, I read somewhere that there's an expected like 6 billion dollars going to be in, infused into the daily fantasy sports specifically this year on top of what they've been making so that's big. Mark Cuban said came out and said that each sports franchise is worth an extra billion dollars. That's quick. That's well, fucking the Panthers, insane. The Panthers just sold for 2.6 billion. They said they should have waited. They should have waited, right? Like another week. Another week they would have been up 3. 3.6 uh, so the wife's the wife suggested that we go find some software engineers and create our own daily fantasy app real quick. When I told her that, uh, her brother is a software engineer, as is her almost brother-in-law. So uh, I don't know, maybe we'll maybe we'll work on that. Uh, yeah, big news could be fun. We'll see. Lots of money. Sports are all about money. Here's one of the interesting bits about this whole story that I liked all along for the past four or five years. The NFL specifically has been very uh, very much for the federal ruling. That sports betting should be federally e- illegal, and then is that because they can't they haven't figured out a tax or what? I, mean, what, I don't. What's know, the reason? I, I'm not sure why they've been against it. I didn't really read that deep into the article. However, as soon as this ruling came down, as soon as this ruling came down, the NFL came out and said something like, "Okay, states like Delaware and other states are going to do this. We want forty percent of all your sports betting." Yeah, exactly. Immediately after. Yeah. You know, states like Illinois, New Jersey, they may have a hope now. You know, they're yeah. the fucking new hope, Return yeah. of the Jedi. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet any more than I did <laughs> previously, right? It's not gonna change. Here's some fun and interesting news in the NFL. The Hard Knocks team has been announced. Do you watch HBO's Hard Knocks ever? Um, I have seen a couple. Of, the last one I think I watched was with uh, Joe Fielden when he was down in Miami. Um, so it's been quite a few years. Yeah, it's been quite a few years. Yeah, I enjoy I, it. I'm not. I I don't watch it because then the team sucks next year. So that's I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of I'm hoping the Browns actually uh, kick that you know that jinx down the road a little bit and, and fix it. Yeah. The uh, the overall combined records of teams. Coming out of Hard Knocks in the following year is something like forty. They got like a forty-eight win percentage. Yeah, it's terrible. There's been a handful of teams with ten and eleven wins. Uh, I think thirty-eight percent playoff winning percentage for those teams because a handful of them made the playoffs. But they're bad teams going into it, right? There's stipulations about who can and doesn't have to be on Hard Knocks. You have to be a losing team. Uh, but the Browns are going to be there. Uh, are you are you going to watch any of that? They've got a lot of new talent, a lot of big names out there now. Should be a good draw. I don't know if I'll watch the HBO, but I will definitely pay attention to the news that comes out of it. Sure, because there's always good news and interesting details that come out of it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like like the guy in uh, Los Angeles who doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Who is that? That's like half of everyone. Carl ever does, doesn't believe does believe in mermaids, but very strongly disagrees that dinosaurs. I'm not sure who you didn't this? watch this. I watched the Rams. The Rams. It was two seasons ago on Hard Knocks. Okay, you know it's slow. It's slow on the training camp in, in training camp when they got to talk about that. So uh, here, let me ask you this: Is there any fantasy effect in your eyes with this Hard Knocks show in general? That's an interesting question. Is there a fantasy effect? Yeah. Um, no. See, I think there is. So we've got the Browns are going to be on this show, right? Lots of people watch this show. It wins all sorts of Emmys. It's got crazy ratings. This is the only team in the NFL that the vast majority of the country will have access to watching on a regular basis in training camp, right? So as human beings, when we see something over and over and over again, we tend to have some attraction to that thing. Okay. My point is, I kind of expect players like Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, maybe even Carlos Hyde, uh, I expect their stock to bump up a little bit in the ADP because of this. Because of the, the amount of publicity they're getting. Yeah, it's that whole recency thing, right? You see a lot of them. You start to like them. You get it in your head. Oh, my God, they're going to be great. Hey, he just burned that guy on the practice <laughs> field for the fifth time in a row. Maybe we got something going here. Yeah, I think there's some accuracy in that. Yeah. I still don't want anything to do with any Brown at all on my fantasy team. So I'm glad. I'll be glad if their ADP rises a little bit. It means better players to drop. You wouldn't bit. want Chubb. I mean, not a chubby, but you wouldn't want Nick Chubb. <laughs> I would I would have taken Nick Chubb maybe in our dynasty draft, but there were other guys that I'd rather have. There are always going to be other guys I'd rather have than these fucking Cleveland Browns. That's it I got for news. Not a whole lot. Like I said, slow, slow news week. Donald Trump? You didn't you talk about Trump at all? You got anything? Well, just there was Donald a guy, Trump there was met a... with Bill Gates, and Bill Gates came out immediately after and said, wow. This fucker's dumber than I thought. <laughs> he did not say that. He said he's a lot dumber than he thought he was. I looked that one up. I want to I see it. I do know there was a crazy guy outside uh, one of his Florida resorts with a gun. Yelling anti-Trump yeah, Yelling Trump anti-Trump things. That, kind of entertaining. Um, North Korea pulled back. That was interesting. That was a ploy all along. Yep, they're upset with Trump again because of his <laughs> yeah. cause of antagonism. Yeah. Uh, there's that whole... Uh, Israel-Pakistan thing going down right now, right? Yeah, that's not so swell. That's, that's bad a, news. That's a Trump deal. The Iran deal. Pulled out of the Iran deal. Yeah, there's lots of bad things on that. Gas prices immediately spike. <laughs> yes, they did. Immediately. There's some bad things on that. Poor Boeing is about to lose hundreds of billions of dollars. That's bad for me. Yeah, it is bad for you. It's your boy DT Money making that happen. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Bill Gates describes an interesting encounter with Trump. <laughs> Bill Gates, quote, Trump is even dumber than you thought. Unquote. <laughs> I mean, my source there is Vanity Fair, so take that. Yeah, yeah, so not very good. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, that's that's Trump. We didn't even get to dumb shit yet. We should We should dive into dumb shit. Now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Fox News shit. hired John Fox to be an analyst. Why and John is, Fox doesn't fucking talk. Why is Fox News 
hiring Fox, an analyst. Fox, it was Fox NFL. Oh, Fox NFL's got yeah. John Fox coming John as Fox. an analyst. Yeah. He's, a, he's a colorful guy. Yeah, n- not so much. Not so much. Terrible hire. I like that Jason Witten hire for Monday Night Football. Do you, or they just had another fucking Dallas Cowboys? Did you see the stats on that? Bring it. No. It was, so, it was all about when the cut when since Romo was there, the amount of viewers in the Dallas area went fucking through the roof, and it's already one of the biggest markets, anyways. And it fucking went skyrocketing Take up. It. So that's why fucking Monday Night Football saw that, and, and you know, it's a, mon- it's a money ploy. Yeah, that's a good move. Yeah, it couldn't get any worse than where it's been. No, I agree with uh, Chucky and McDonough. I like Chucky. Oh my god, he was fucking awful to listen to. I don't mind. I mean, sometimes I think he was great. Sometimes he just becomes an idiot. But same with John Madden. Put Chucky and Trump in a room, and I'd like to be a John Madden. Remember him talking about Kinkles, circling fucking Kinkles? Yeah, but I was a kid, so it yeah. was fun. Then it was real dumb. Blowing Brett Favre every couple of weeks. All right, here's what, some here's some dumb, dumb shit. shit. Totally unrelated to football. Hundred percent unrelated to football. She probably should have mentioned it in the news. Big day tomorrow in the world. Huge day. Do you know what's going on tomorrow the morning? Freakness at seven o'clock in the morning. Who gives a fuck that they're getting married tomorrow? Yes, the royal wedding take two for the first time in the history of the world. A British royal is marrying an American. Well, how many times? And she's black. How many times? Just, just this one. first time, huh? Yeah. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's half black, but she's fucking crazy. Yeah, but she's kind of hot. She's hot, but she's been married before. Yes, she has. She's got a fucked up family. And maybe her family actually is normal. I, I, this is what I haven't figured out yet. Man, you got to imagine the royals are pretty fucked up, too. Yeah. I say good for these kids. The dumb shit is this. The wedding costs $3 million. Security for the wedding costs $40 million. Wow. There's a lot of people in Britain right now that are real pissed because this is taxpayer dollars <laughs> yeah, is. going to pay for this. And you get upset with Trumpy. The only thing... That the royals aren't paying for is this $350,000 wedding dress that Meghan Markle gets to pay for herself. Good so job. says So says the queen. Good job. Otherwise, British taxpayers, thank you very much. My wife will be awake at 4 o'clock in the morning watching the coverage that the you helped pay for. What is wrong with you guys? As will my children. They're going to have a tea party. English muffins. Are you going to join them? Oh, fuck no. We'll wake you up then. I'll be sleeping. They like to celebrate the royals. Okay. Yeah. All the the last wedding, it's great. Real a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's only money. Someone's it's good for the economy. They're spending money. Put it the put you know the the the, yeah, the, the rich people would be upset with this, but they're pumping it right back in. I did read that it's gonna bring just what the wedding's gonna bring in tourism is gonna way more than pay for yeah. itself. So it's actually they're doing the people a good thing. Can we talk about football? Mm-mm. My God. All right, segment of the week. Too much of this has been not about football. Here's a drop for segment of the week. You ready? Bam. Dwayne's nuts is the man. Yeah. Just in prep. We are terrible. We are going to go ahead and uh, continue our trot through the divisions of the NFL. We're almost there, guys. We're almost done. It's starting to weigh on us, but I think this one's (laughs) going to be kind of fun. We're, We're talking about the AFC South today. Some interesting teams. Wiz, tell, tell the people what it is about these teams that we, we think are, are going to make an interesting conversation. Interesting conversation will be that they're all somewhat average teams, and there's no superstars, really. Not a ton. So, so it took there's, a, there's, I, I saw one superstar in this list. Yeah, it took some deep diving into some statistics to yeah. find some... some it was fun to research. A little, uh, a little bit for some awkward teams. And I like that... You and I disagree on a lot of points here. Or at least a handful. Sure. Could make some fun conversation, which is why I made that particular drop. Because I'm right and you're wrong. Let's jump in. Start with the toughest team. At least this was the toughest team for me. Why? To evaluate here, it's the Colts. I didn't think they were. I thought someone else was a bit harder. The reason I thought the Colts were the toughest to evaluate is is quite simply, we don't (laughs) actually... We don't know if Andrew Luck's going to play or not. If Andrew Luck plays, it changes... My outlook on a lot of these players. Well, yeah, uh, and that, and, that, and that's it. So he's got, even he's, just this week, Frank Reich, his uh, his press conference, he he verified that Luck is still yet to throw. Oh man, an NFL football. Is he really? It's two years now. It's just taken a long time. So we don't know. I'm going to work under the impression that Andrew, <laughs> for this, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to work under the impression that Andrew Luck is going to at least play in the (laughs) 
first game. <laughs> okay. It sounds good. Is that fine? Is that fine with you? you throw it at me. All right. So as before, we're talking about the best potential value picks on each of these teams. And we're going to talk about the worst potential value picks on each of these teams. Again, as a disclaimer, we're not saying that these guys are the best or worst football or fantasy football players on the team. We're just saying based on their ADP as it stands right now, where they're being drafted right now, we think it's either it's either too rich or there's there's tons of value in it. Yes. My concern on some of these is though that these numbers are going pretty deep here. Are you telling people that actually they should draft these people? Uh, or are you yeah. saying pay attention to them? I, a little bit of both. We'll, we'll, well, I'll tell you each person right, we get to individually. Uh, let's start off best potential value on the Indianapolis Colts. You're, you've got the floor, sir. Sure. So my best value here. Oh, I just noticed you're wearing your Notre Dame sweatshirt again. A different one, though. Is it? Yeah. See, that's the problem. You don't, fucking, you don't, don't acknowledge what I'm doing. I don't pay attention at all. Yeah, that's the problem. Tell me about your, your value. So my value here is Andrew Luck. Provided he plays. Provided he plays. If he doesn't play, it's he's, a pretty he's bad. He's currently the quarterback number 14. In a 12-team league, that's he's someone's backup quarterback. He's got a it's a flyer. Dwee's nuts. He's a flyer written all over it. Remember Peyton Manning in his first year in Denver? The numbers he put up through the roof. He hasn't thrown a football in a year and a half. He hasn't thrown a football in a long time. If he plays though, and we're assuming he plays, getting him at 14 is amazing because a great value. Because I don't I don't think you'll find any ranker out there who says Andrew Luck at at full strength is not a top when five he was guy. playing he, yeah he was top top three typically yeah so yeah great value there if he plays there's I, a concern that if he doesn't but I'm, yeah. I'm going with these playing I like I, I mean right now that we don't know I kind of like him at 14 taking him as a backup because I wouldn't certainly want him to be my number one right now well, no shit knowing. nice job Kevin obvious but uh yeah yeah I've got two guys here that I've listed as great potential value picks the first one uh they're both rookies okay? imagine that uh, Naheem Hines is that is that running back, running back from NC State. He's being drafted outside the top sixty running backs. So this is what you're talking about a minute ago. We're going pretty deep here. Do we actually think these guys are draft worthy, or are they just watch list kind of guys? I think I think if you're in a PP, full point PPR league, Naheem Hines might be draft worthy. Is he the number two running back? He is the <laughs> he is the number one pass catching back. Who's I think, number two running back into in the? Oh, they drafted that other rookie to fight with Marlon Mack for the number one spot. That's not good. But I think Hines comes in as the pass-catching, the like Christian McCaffrey weird, role immediately. You like these weird backup pass-catching yeah. running backs. Well, he's he's done it for a while, right? So when he was in NC State, he accounted for 14% of the team's passing targets as a whole. Not out of the backfield, as a whole. A little bit of perspective that's Melvin Gordon numbers in the NFL right now. Melvin Gordon accounted accounted for 14% of the passing targets on his team last year. There's only nine NFL running backs in the league last year that had a higher target share than Naheem Hines did to, if if we were looking at value. I'm just not sure. You took a long time to come over tonight. I didn't come pick you up tonight, and it took you forever to get Yeah, yeah my sister I sent the me. wife to pick you up, and she just did a shit job of getting you. That's because my sister was on the phone yelling at me. Here's my other guy, another rookie. This is a receiver. Chester the Molester? And we talked about this in our, in our last week in our Dynasty Draft recap episode. Chester Rogers. Chester the Molester Rogers. Chester Cheetah Rogers. We'll have a nickname for him if he does something. He's being drafted outside the top 70 receivers. And as I said last week, the coaching staff has come out and said there's a, there, you know, there's a bunch of guys vying for that number two role next to T.Y. Hilton. And right now, Chester Rogers is head and shoulders above the rest. Frank... Rich said that. Richie. Richie Boy said that. Came out and said that. Yeah, so there's if if he ends up in the number two role and Luck's playing, there's value there, especially at wide receiver 70. This is not necessarily a guy I would say go draft, even PPR, not PPR. I don't care, but this is a guy that you put on your watch list. I think you would if he's going to be the starting wide receiver. Well, if you're drafting in a redraft in September, you'll know that. If you're drafting any time in the next two months... You won't know. We won't know until the preseason's about done whether he's going to land yeah. that role or not. Uh, as of right now, watch, don't draft. Pay attention to. Pay attention to him. All right. Uh, if you're Fair drafting enough. later, you'll have a better idea. But if he ends so up the number two on that team. So we're giving people names for them to write down and pay attention to. Yeah, did you get your pencil and paper out, audience? Oh, you're talking Fans. to them. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, that's why I looked at the microphone. <laughs> I said that. All right. 
Get your pencil and paper out. You need to be writing these things down and saving them for later. Put you them can't on a fucking, play this stuff back, okay? Put them, put them on a... Uh, what are those? Those cork board. There you go. Right next to your computer, or start your draft board now with your with your potential flyers. Who who's overvalued on this team as a fantasy player? Somebody that who cares how good they are? They're being drafted too damn high. Well, these are your names, and the pro- here's probably are they both mine. Yeah. Oh. Well, actually, yeah, they both are. Okay. Um, I can't disagree with you on Hilton. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Hilton. Hilton might not be if luck plays. Yeah, if luck plays, Hilton might not be. Hilton's so, up and uh, Hilton's always been up and down a little bit in his career. He's he's, he's a streaky player, and and to be fair, I mean he's a lot better when when Andrew Luck's there. Last year, less than a thousand yards. Year before that, with fifty seven receptions last year for nine hundred some yards. Year before that, with Luck, ninety one receptions, fifteen hundred yards. Right, so he's very much tied to Andrew Luck. Yes, period. If somebody else is there, he'll still be a serviceable wide receiver. Wide receiver. Back end wide receiver two, maybe even three, if Brissett's throwing the ball. Uh, if Luck's there, yeah, thirteen's pr- probably pretty good. He's overvalued at thirteen if Luck is not playing. Yeah, and right now, based on where we're at, not knowing, thirteen's overvalued. But we're making the assumption Luck's going to if play. If we're assuming he's playing, so maybe he doesn't fit there. It was a bad category. Right. By you. If he's assuming where he's playing, that's a decent value. Yeah. Okay, so now take me to the other position. More importantly, the one I really think is overvalued here is Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle is going as a tight end 14, which I realize is outside the top yeah. 12. We're in the backup tight ends. We're in the backup position. tight ends. I don't think Jack Doyle catches 20 passes this year. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Eric Ebron steps in. He's being Eric paid. Eric Ebron on my list wasn't even ranked in the top 20. I, I know. Eric Ebron is being paid. He, I think he's the fourth highest paid player on that team. They bring him in, pay him that money. Maybe so that you really fucked up our dynasty draft drafting Ebron. No, they pay him money to come in and be the guy that catches passes. He's not being Doyle's still being drafted higher than him, but that's a huge fucking mistake. Why? Because Jack Doyle came into the league as a blocking tight end. That's what he was there for. He ran like a four nine forty, right? He didn't do any of the any of the explosiveness drills at the combine. He went to the combine. He didn't do any of the explosiveness drills, any of the uh, uh, agility he did bench drills. Press. Duh. Yeah, he did the blocking drills because yeah. he was a blocking tight end. He was forced into a role last year that he doesn't fit. And just because Jacoby Brissett doesn't know how to throw the ball more than a handful of yards downfield, it looked like Doyle was okay. So you're trying to say Ebron might be a steal. Ebron's a great value, especially relative to Jack Doyle. All right, I'm... Jack Doyle Jack Doyle should not be drafted, period, at all. At all. You go that far. Yes. Interesting. I would draft Seth. 14 right now. I'd rather have Seth the Valve over Jack Doyle. Would you have Shaheen? I would much rather have Adam Shaheen, a pass-catching tight end. Nice call. Than I would Jack Doyle. Way overvalued. How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Very interesting, specifically because of their wide receiving core, (laughs) which, again, we talked about last week. Nobody fucking knows what's going on in this wide receiving core. Mm -hmm. Tell me your value pick. Yeah, my value is Marquise Lee. He's currently wide receiver number 49. Um, he's going to be the wide receiver number one. Someone's got to be it. Hearns isn't, Robinson didn't play last year. He's gone. Hearns isn't there. He's gone. It's going to be Marquise Lee. Pay attention to Marquise Lee. He's only 27 years old. He had 97 targets last year. Okay? Alan Hearns left, which he come, had 56 targets, 39 receptions, 500 yards. The so ball has to go somewhere. Those have to be made up somewhere. It has to, it's going to go somewhere. Um, 11 different players hauled in TDs last year. Total of 21. They've got to go somewhere, folks. If, if he's your wide receiver number one, it's a good bet. Buy him. If wide receiver 49. Yeah, uh, that's that's all fair points. But I hope you're very wrong about that because we had the opportunity to draft Marquise Lee and we drafted Dante Monk. <laughs> hoping that he'll be the number one. But that's kind of where we're at. We don't have any... It could be Lee. It could be Moncrief. Do you think we uh, fucked that it up? It could be Dee, Dee Westbrook. So now that we've come off our, our dynasty draft high, we're back in kind of the media... You know, we're back to normal. I think yeah, we Marquise fucked it up. Lee might have been the right <laughs> I think that... I, I st- well, the reason we picked Moncrief instead of Lee was that we think Moncrief is the most... has the most athletic upside. Yes. And I still agree with that. And the thing that I heard more than any other word last week was the word upside. upside. <laughs> uh, it's important, so I'm still I'm still satisfied with that. Even if Marquise Lee ends up being the number one, which look, 
at coming out of the year, once Hearns was gone and we knew Robinson was gone, it looked like Lee had the role locked up. And they went out and spent the money on Moncrief, which muddied the waters a little bit, but it still kind of it still kind of feels like Lee, it's Lee's job to lose. I think it, I think Lee is the wide receiver one. I mean, the question is, is yes, when Moncrief starts showing up, it, can he start? Can he take that role? Yeah, you're not afraid at all of D.D. Westbrook. Who? D.D. Westbrook isn't, that, had, like, isn't he the shortstop for the New York Yankees? After Lee went out and Westbrook uh, got hurt. No, after Lee went out, Westbrook took over the number one role and lost it quickly to Keelan Cole, who is my best value on this team. Good Not God. being drafted in the top 70 wide receivers. Another Wayne Gallman, folks. Pay attention to this. Listen, okay, so this this stat is one of my favorite here that I found. Right now, right now people love Marvin Jones Jr., right? They love him. And the reason people love him is because he's got he, every pass he catches – is 15, 16, 17 yards downfield. Well, and because with Jim Bob Cooter, with Jim Bob Cooter, they threw the ball downfield a lot, and that Marvin, Marvin Jones is great at that. Yeah, they love Marvin Jones because he catches the deep ball, and he does it really well. Here's the thing. Among wide receivers that had at least 80 targets last year, Marvin Jones was number two in yards per catch. Who is number one? That would be Keelan Cole. So where's the fucking love? For Keelan Cole, who did the thing that Marvin Jones did, but he did it better. Did he actually see 80 targets? He had 82. How many receptions did he have? Uh, 50. 34. No. I made that up, but I'm guessing it was like 34. Yeah, his catch rate wasn't terribly high. (laughs) Yeah. But a part of that, I think, is because they were throwing it to him so far downfield. And, you know, Keelan Cole didn't actually get a chance to shine in many of the games last year. If he did... had more chance if if Marquise Lee got hurt sooner or whatever, maybe. Uh, four times last year he saw eight targets in a game, and he finished, so he's a, a little all over the map. He finished in, in those four games, wide receiver 44 that week. The very next time he had eight targets, he was a wide receiver one. Then he was a wide receiver seven the next time he had eight targets, and then he was a wide receiver 56. Can, so he's not super that, consistent. Yeah, he's flashing the pan is what concerns me about that. Yeah, he's not super consistent, but... He's a big play guy, might be a guy considered uh, as a wide receiver four or five on your team that you put in your flex every now and then. Could be a matchup guy. I don't know. He hasn't been around long enough. It is very murky, this wide receiver stable. We don't actually know what's going to go on. You know who plays the deep ball just like Keelan Cole? That'd be Dante Moncrief. So maybe he's coming to take all the work away. Well, from Moncrief's him. bigger. He's faster than both these guys, yeah, right? Yeah, so we don't know what's we don't know what's going to happen. But I think right now, Keelan Cole's a guy to keep your eye on. Maybe not draft at this point, but keep your eye on him because he may end up having a nice deep ball role on this team. Most overvalued. I noticed that you didn't add anything. Yeah, because because I had there's a lot. there's only one person to actually list here. There's only one guy going really high from the Jacksonville Yeah, you know so there's only one person you can you can sit there and say that's even that even fits the category. It's Leonard Fournette. I'm now, not, is he is he overvalued? I do. I, I think he is, and I've got a, a handful of reasons here that I'm going to spout out to you okay. to support that. First off, I think Leonard Fournette is an injury risk. Give me his stats before you just claim that he's an injury risk. So. Injury predictor ranks him as having 55% chance of getting hurt at some point in this season. He is a medium-risk guy. I think he ended up like the number 18 most risk for injury of all running backs this year. He had five lower half injuries since 2016. He hurt his foot, his knee, his quad, and an ankle two separate times. Well, he was a lower rookie, half so this is his first time that he was there. Well, that's in college and in, in the NFL. He didn't want to play in college anymore because he, he knew he was going pro. He wanted money. He also sprained his ankle real bad in college. So one year as a sophomore. Well, no, we did that in 2016. That would be his junior year when he didn't want to play. So lower half injuries on running backs are not great. Most of these were bones, so you know it's not soft tissue. But still, I think he's an injury risk. He missed some time last year. He only missed what three games, but he was limited in a lot of them. Interesting stat as I was looking this stuff up. Leonard Fournette's a big dude, right? <laughs> I'm going to fucking run people over. Pounded up the middle kind of running back, right? Yep. Last year, uh, there's a there's a website that tracks the the fastest recorded plays. Yes. Leonard Fournette ended up numbers one and two on this list. 
in his 90-whatever-yard, 70-whatever-yard touchdown run, he was recorded at 22.05 miles per hour. Burning. That was the fastest he was the fastest player on a single play in the NFL last year. Shocker to find that out from Leonard Fournette, this big bruiser. He's a Rams. burner, man. Damn. So he's real fast. He's supposed to be running it up the middle. Well, last year in his big breakout rookie year, this huge year, he only had 3.9 yards per carry. Anything under four is subpar in okay, the NFL. Okay, but, but Blake Bortles is the quarterback, right? They got... Keelan or Keenan or Kalen Cole as a wide receiver. They have Marquise Lee. Every team's putting eight, nine guys in the box there because they're pounding the ball. They ran it a lot. They were number one in rushing attempts last year. 527 rushing attempts, more than anybody else. I think this is going to be a knock against Leonard Ford moving forward. Do you know, how, do you know how, many times he, he, how many rushing attempts he had? He did? Yes. How many? 268. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's not that many. That's not, that's not that high. But no. no, what I'm saying, what I my point in saying that the Jacksonville Jaguars were the number one rushing team in attempts last year sure. is that that's not going to be sustained by that team, a team that is typically mm-hmm. in the bottom third of the league. Sure. They were 26 rushing attempts ahead of anybody else last year. That's not that's not typical. I, I think you're a little confused here, Sunshine. One, they have a really good defense, so so they were they were ahead and they pound the ball. They don't have a really good quarterback, so that's what they do. That's I mean, that, that's their game plan. And they also lost all their receiving core last year. So what sure. they did this year, they went out and got a shitload of receivers. Fournette only had 268 carries. If you think his carries are going to go down, you think you're wrong. I think the team's carries are going to go down. Sure. And I think they're go- Fournette's carries? I do, because I think he's going to get hurt. <sighs> Hoping I he's going to get hurt. I think Yeldon's going to play. Uh, yeah, the team was only 21st in passing attempts. I think that goes up. He did score nine touchdowns last year. And, he had and a total the, of ten touchdowns last year. Well, rushing touchdowns. Sure. So the the one thing I will say, but we're, it's like it's a PPR league, so you do get points when they catch a ball and, and have a reception. To, you know, they receive, they have yeah, a touchdown. Had, how many receptions did he have last year? Thirty six. That's pretty good. Yeah, damn right. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars were fifth in scoring last year. Pretty good. Here's a past. Here's a five years previous to that. Twenty fifth, fourteenth, thirty second, thirty second, and thirtieth. You think the Jags are going to finish? In the top five in scoring again? No, but you might finish in the top half. They got oh, good, so they, even if they t- it's good defense the, again. Some of those touchdowns are going to come away. What, I, what I'm saying is, as a team... Can you name seven better running backs than him? Yeah. I can. Seven running backs I'd rather have? Oh, no, don't look it up. Just give, I'm going to pull up my rankings. Oh, I wrote the rankings again. Why can't you shoot them off the top of your head? I, got, I have five. Bell. Zeke. Gurley. Johnson. I would probably take. Would you take Kareem Barton? Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Shady McCoy? I'm not sure if you'd go Kareem Hunt. I would even pick Alvin Kamara. Kamara, yes. Kamara, so I, I would not take McCoy. That's nine. McCoy, are you drunk? No. I'm How not, long have you been drinking for? I've been drinking for a while, but Sean McCoy's been a beast. You'd for probably take Wayne Gallman, too. I did take I, Wayne I, I think you could put Fournette and Hunt in the same, in the same bowl together. I just. I. I my whole argument is this. I, there's two parts. <laughs> I think he's going to get hurt. And, Weak argument. And I think this was an anomalous year for Jacksonville's offense, who as an offense is going to decrease in all statistical sure. categories, which is going to affect all of their offensive players. Yeah, but he didn't carry that much of the weight. When you when when you talk about the 527 rushing attempts, he only had 268 of those. Yeah, so, so he, his number is going to go up. That's, that's so what that tells me. he had 50% of the share. He'll probably have 75% of the share this year. Let's see how healthy he can stay. We will. Let's move I'm on. I'm buying it for net. You're welcome to. I'm all in. Just not in our dynasty. You can do it in our redraft league we're playing in this yeah. year. In the Metawood Estates League. He's all yours, buddy. Let's talk about the Houston Texans. See, I, I like it when we argue about players, though. I think it's more fun. Okay. I needed a beer. Would yeah, you grab me a beer? You grab me when I'm out too. I'm under the blanket. There's a dog on me. If I get up, she's gonna shake. It's gonna be on the mic. Everybody's gonna hear it. It's gonna be very annoying. God, you are a little bitch. <laughs> Good God. Ah, <laughs> I'm back. Ugh. I had a long day, man. And I'm older than you. You're not a lot of bitch about your back. Oh, yes, did. Houston Texans, huh? Yeah, so shoot. Come on. Come I here. went back and forth about the overvalued player on the Houston Texans here. Why? Overvalued? Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, I I don't think I think you're 100% accurate. Why? What are you I doing? almost instead of listing who I listed, listed who you listed as the best value. 
Yeah. Although I kind of like some of your stats here. My stats are good with them. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right, shoot. Go ahead. My best potential value pick on the Houston Texans is Deontay Foreman. Yeah, I like I like him too. Being drafted right now as the running back forty five, which is very very late. This is a guy that before he got hurt at the end of last year, he was starting to see more and more work in yep. Miller's place. And he and every time he touched the ball, every time he got on the field, if you watched any of those games, he was clearly the better running back. He was just slowly being worked into that offense before he got hurt. You know, Lamar Miller, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, he was everybody wanted Lamar Miller. He was a steal. He absolutely. But not so much of late. Here's his yards per carry over the last four years. In 2014, he averaged 5.1. In 15, 4.5. In 16, 4.0. And in last year, 3.7. He's moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. At the same a- age time, is there. I mean, everything at, about Lamar Miller. He's, he's slowing down. He just doesn't. He just doesn't look like he runs very aggressively. Deontay Foreman. Every time he ran the ball, it looked it was fun to he's watch. Got something to prove. So he comes back. He comes back healthy this year. I think he continues to eat into these snaps. Look, Miller's snap count last year. So if you look at this, I've got some stats to support what I just said. Miller was getting fifty-three uh, snaps a game in the first four. 38 snaps a game in the last four. He was being phased out of that offense for some of the other running back options. Don't here's a drawback I have with, you know, we've talked about with before. Foreman. He hit. I mean, the Achilles injury is a bad injury. It's a bad one, especially for running back. Yes, bad. And he, I don't think he's back yet. No, I don't think he's back yet either. He's got some time. His his timeline says he'll be back in time to for play, preseason. Play some of the pre. I don't know if it's all the preseason. Okay. some of the preseason. We'll see how that timeline goes. At 45, goes. The, they're still upside. The concern with an injury like that is, you know, sometimes sometimes these guys come back, and even if they're at 100%, they're afraid. Yeah, sometimes it takes them a year to get back. They're afraid that they're going to re-injure themselves, so they run hesit- with hesitation. Sure. So you're concerned about that. Still, even with all that, I would take Deontay Foreman in a heartbeat at running back 45, because by now I've got my three guys. This is a fourth guy, fifth guy on my team. That I will put on my bench and wait to see what happens. If you could get him as your fourth or fifth running back, I think that's a great idea. That's running back 45, baby. All right. Great value. And your value is? I'm going to go with Will Fuller. Wide receiver number 33. 33. So, so higher up on the on the chart there. Um, and I, I realize there's some concern with Will Fuller because he, he doesn't play a lot. Um, last year he only played 10 games. But during those 10 games, 7 TDs. Yeah, and most and he had like two or three each game when he was playing. He was on fire. He gets he counts for twenty one percent of the Texans red zone targets. That's that, a lot. That's a shocking stat. To Considering me the other guy is DeAndre Hopkins, I only ever remember him catching balls forty yards down the field. He counts for 21 percent of the red zone targets. From a, fa- I, I, from a are fantasy, you sh- are you sure that's accurate? Look it up. Player profile. What, again, what I remember is <laughs> what I remember is him coming in and having three targets. Three catches and two touchdowns in all of the games that he played. I didn't say that he caught them in the red zone. But I'm, they threw it at I'm just saying that he, he counted for 21% of their targets. And, and honestly, I remember a lot of their games where, like you said, they're, they're scoring from 50 yards out. They're not even yeah. making it to the red zone. Right. And he's 100% better when Watson's out there. Absolutely. He scores 11.3 fantasy points per game, which is a lot, considering how, many, how much upside there is with Will Fuller. He's number four... In fantasy targets per game. You mean fantasy points per target. Correct. Yeah, so per target, he's scoring more points more, than both He's number four. Target. That's good. That's, that's great. Good. That's high. That's high. Um, that he's just got to get He's just got to get the targets. Yeah. The downside here is he had he only had 28 receptions. He only had 50 targets last year. Yeah, bad. But it was in 10 games. Bad. But I mean, like, only 28 receptions. So that's bad. The, the problem here is just that... I want he to is cl- a flyer. I want to clarify this. When you say he had 21% of the red zone mm-hmm. targets, that feels like a skewed statistic. Because as you said, uh-huh. again, a little bit later, they weren't in the red zone very no, often. When not- they were there, they didn't throw it very He had six red zone targets all year. Sure. That was 21%. Correct. That's just not a lot of red zone targets. Well, compared to somebody like who was 22 and caught two four. Of them. Yeah. But I mean, okay, but these. But you're the, right. Still, a fifth of the team's 
red zone targets are going his direction, which is good. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I just don't like, the only thing I don't like to hear is, is he just doesn't have a lot of reception. He doesn't play on the field a lot. But in terms of, if you can get him as your number, would you take him as your number three or four? I don't think I'd have him as my three. Four? I just don't believe in him. Maybe four. Yeah, maybe four. I, if I could get him around 45 or so, I'd take him. I almost put him as my o- most overvalued player. And it's just because everything we saw, he had a lot of points, but it was just such a limited number of plays. Limited, limited targets, limited catches. Yeah, there were a shitload of touchdowns, but you cannot expect him to come back and catch two touchdowns out of three passes again all year next year. That, that's one of those things where it's just completely unsustainable, the touchdown. Well, I, I, th- I think there's... Two good things that actually are in his benefit: DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the, on the on the other side of the field, which is going to get double coverage always. Fuller's not right, and you have Watson running around back there. That's a good combination for him. Yeah, so let's talk about Watson. He's my most overvalued player. He's going as he's going as the, as the quarterback too. But like in our dynasty league and in a lot of leagues, he went as the first quarterback off the board. Well, it's because when he played, his numbers were through the roof. Absolutely, but this is a similar situation to Will Fuller. It's Philip Fuller. Will, Phil, Will Phil, Filler? Phil, filler. <laughs> Limited sample size. Watson only played seven games last year. He was the number two quarterback I, in weeks one through eight, which is awesome when he was playing. He was absolutely awesome, but it's only seven games. But I'm not sure you can put Fuller and Watson the same. Fuller Fuller's going for wide receiver 33, so uh, you know, we're we're in the yeah, third round here. This is why I picked Watson as my overvalued well, that's, that's instead my point. of Fuller. I mean, it, Watson He's, is yeah, number 2 is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is. He was the number 2 when he played weeks 1 through 8. But here's an interesting bit. Do you know who the number 1 quarterback was in weeks 1 through 8? It was Alex Smith. Where the fuck's he getting drafted? Quarterback 21? Yeah. Not even close. So, so like, if you're going to show love because he was good when he was there, how about showing love to the, the guy who was better when he was well, there? Well, Watson has more upside than Mr. Alex Smith. He does. He's young. Uh, I need to see him do it much more than seven games before I start drafting him number Dabo two. Dabo says he's Michael Jordan in the NFL. Yeah. Dabo. Dabo does. Dabo sucked his dick a lot <laughs> when he was in school, though. <laughs> There's guys like, so Russell Wilson, I think, absolutely needs to be drafted before before this guy does. Carson Wentz does. Andrew Why, Luckett why would playing. you say Wentz? Both have the same injury. Yeah. Both played limited time. Yeah. Wentz played a little more. So why would you say Wentz? I, I like Wentz's game better. Only way I would, I agree with you on it is that there's a lot more upside with the amount of points it's produced well, over the, in Philadelphia. Some of the differences between the way that these two guys scored their points when they were playing absolutely true. goes to the Will Fuller thing. Deshaun Watson chucked the ball 50 yards downfield three times a game and scored two touchdowns with Will Fuller. Yeah, and he also had points on the ground a lot. So so give me the guy who went, who spread it around all over the field, intermediate throws all over the field. He didn't just chuck it downfield to one guy and score all his touchdowns. I think he was. I think in his limited time last year, he showed a more showed as a more complete quarterback. I would say Watson might have better uh, talent around him. Yeah, mate. I don't know. Philly's made some moves this year. Anyway, I'd also rather have Andrew Luck if he plays. I'd rather have Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo before I have I had Deshaun Watson on my team, which is probably stupid, but I'm in love. <laughs> Drew Brees needs to be going before. All these guys need to be going. Drew before Brees him. in a dynasty league. E. Well, we're not Yuck. talking about dynasty right now. We're just talking about general fantasy. Oh, just general. Although I'd, I'd take Breeze on our dynasty team right now, sitting where we are. Josh Rosen, though, we I need the help. I, I, some people talk high about him. The only guy, speaking of which, change the subject. Uh, the only quarterback that would even be worth e- even considering picking up to fill our quarterback <laughs> roster up a little bit would be AJ McCarron. I looked at it; it was terrible. AJ McCarron, maybe. I threw him a zero dollar fab bid. Yeah, it's fugly. Real fugly, folks. One team left. We saved the best for last for you guys. The Tennessee Titans. Before we get into this, I want to play a new game with Big Wiz. Are you ready for this new game? We should have started off in the beginning and played this new game. Dewey's nuts is a dick sucker. That's, Yay! That's not. That's Good drop, Dwayne. You sounded an awful lot like my child. Here's the game. Who you got? Meghan Markle or Verlander's wife? What's Verlander's wife's name? I don't have any idea who the fuck Verlander is. Justin Verlander is. Yep, don't know. Is it Mrs. Verlander? Yeah, but she has the biggest boobs you've ever seen in life. I'll take Markle. Give me that. Mix, <laughs> give me that mixed tone. 
I'm going to give you two running backs, and I want you to tell me which one of those two running backs mm -hmm. you would choose. Okay. I'm just going to give you some statistics. Okay. Give them to me. Here's running back A. Running back A. Okay. Over the course of running back A's career, yeah. averages 4.8 yards per carry, 5.5 yards per touch, that includes catches, Okay. has a 3.6% touchdown rate, Okay. but has a 49% chance of getting injured this year. Okay. Okay. Running back B. Over his career, 4.3 yards per carry, 4.9 yards per touch, 3.5% touchdown rate. So all just a little bit lower than running back A. Only a 39% chance of being injured this season. Which of those two guys would you rather have on your team? Can you give me the touchdowns from last year? I can tell you that over the course of their career, 3.6% and 3.5%. So you want to tell me how many touchdowns running back A had versus running back B? I'm going, this is, these are career stats. This is not one year only. This is over the course of a career. Well, I'm not sure what those percentage, how they're getting hurt. I mean, Deion Lewis tore his ACL. Yes. Yeah, but who says that that's who one of these two guys? <laughs> well, that's the only team we have left. So this is why I should have done this. This is this is we have a Pick serious a guy. problem based on just those numbers. Which which of those two guys do you want on your? Give me running back A again. Four point eight yards a carry. Yeah. Five point five yards a touch. Three point six percent touchdown rate. Yeah. Forty nine percent chance of being injured this versus year. versus B who four point three yards a carry. Yeah. Four point nine yards per touch. Yeah. Three point five percent touchdown rate. I'll take A. Thirty better. Yeah, that's Deion Lewis. Okay. Running back B would be Derrick Henry. So, so, so Lewis has a better chance of getting hurt, slightly. But, uh, but every other statistical category is better. Okay, he's as well. playing longer. He's playing a better offense. Yeah. So I thought you'd say something like, "Well, he was a Tom Brady was there." So of course no, he had I just said that. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's here's Deion Lewis's numbers when he was in Philadelphia. Sure. Give me fucking four point Lewis. four point eight yards a carry, four point nine yards a touch, five percent touchdown rate. You know what his quarterbacks were then? Vince Young, Mike Vick, and Nick Foles. When Mike Vick went fucking off? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Vick is Imagine of, that. Mike Vick is one of three there. What I'm saying is 4.8 yards a carry, period, regardless of where he was. 5% touchdown rate when he played with these other quarterbacks. Let me let me give you Deion Lewis's TDs over those over those years. Okay. Rushing. One, one, two, zero, six. Six TDs last year was the most he's ever had. Receiving. Receiving TDs, 0, 0, 2, 0, 3. Folks, it's fantasy football. You get points from fucking TDs. Yeah. You're not going to win with a fucking running back with the combines for fucking six TDs rushing the ball. Can yeah. You, can you tell me how many times Derrick Henry's had six touchdowns rushing <coughs> the ball? <coughs> Twice. I think once, actually. Zero. Derrick Henry last year had eight. He had six last year. Eight. Combined for eight. Six rushing touchdowns. Okay. Combined for eight. And five rushing touchdowns. Okay. Mm hmm Anyway, I think you guys understand a little bit where we're going here. I'm glad that you said you want Deion Lewis on your fantasy team. I really don't want Deion Lewis. I'm not sure that I have Derrick Henry. He's younger. He's running back number one. Well, when we looked at the stats without names, you picked... One's uh, younger. I'm just... One's saying. younger. One's running back number one. Oh, uh, yeah. Derrick Henry had six total touchdowns last year. I'm not five sure rushing, that's accurate. One receiving. Do I have to look this up. And he had five rushing touchdowns the year. I feel like I, I do did. everything with you. I just looked it up. Pro Football Reference. Uh, all right, so my, I guess we're just going to jump right down to this overvalued. My most overvalued player is Derrick Henry. Oh! Derrick Henry's being drafted as the 18th running back right now. 18th running back? 18 running backs? And he's going 18? That's pretty good. He's going 18. Overvalued. Deion, so I'm Deion sure Lewis is going as 25. Yep. Okay. So here Seven are my spots arguments. Behind. Here are my arguments why. Not 34 like you had enlisted initially. Well, it changed. Okay. Here are my arguments why. To me, Deion Lewis is the number one running back on that roster. Derrick Henry is the number <laughs> According two. According to what? Where are you going that he's number one running back? Well, Not on depth. There's no depth chart that lists him as number one. Yeah, he's being paid more. They paid him more money to come out. Because one's fucking younger. One's that's still on his rookie contract. Uh, so, Derrick Henry has... Really, what I did here is I took all the stats you had, and I just kind of dittoed them. He never rushed for six touchdowns. He had six touchdowns. Uh, that's the most touchdowns he's ever had in his career last year. 
Uh, he's never had a thousand yards total yards. Period. Derrick Henry. Because he's never been the number one back. Okay. So you're buying really high for a backup <laughs> running back on the team. Why don't you tell me why you think Deion Lewis is the lowest? Because he's a number two running back, folks. That's... He's not the starter. He's number two running back. Disagree. His most TDs ever rushing the ball are six. So that was last year. Okay. He's been in the league since 2011. Derek... I gave I gave you those numbers. They weren't good. They're not impressive. Yeah, Derrick Henry's never had six rushing touchdowns. Because he's only been in the league for two years. Okay. Okay. First... First time over a thousand yards was last year. Derrick Henry's never done. You're that. buying high on this running back, folks. You're buying high after his first year ever. He turns. He's a free. He's a free agent. This is contract year. He finally shows up. Uh, so you say buying high. Yeah. But if you're drafting him as a number as a number twenty five running back, he's a third running back on your team. You are you saying you wouldn't want Deion Lewis as a third running back on your team? No. <laughs> You're gonna tell me you 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 think he is the? Would you you would rather have Derrick Henry as a, a, as a number two on your team than Deion Lewis all as a number day three. long? Yeah, Deion Lewis is going to. Well, we already made this bet. Deion Lewis is going to be the starting running back. He's going to get more carries and more touch. Definitely more touches. I think also more carries. <laughs> Wrong. He'll folks. have more yards. He'll Do have more not fantasy. pay attention to his nuts right now. He is going to kill your fantasy team. So. Since clearly we, we, we're never going to agree on this, we'll just have to wait and see who takes these shots. Let's talk about the best potential yeah, value sure. picks. So I, I did say Deion Lewis, but we'll skip that one because we just had that conversation. We each picked a wide receiver on this team. I think that's good. Let's talk about it. Uh, you want to start us off? With all due respect to you, I'd rather have you start us off with because I do like your, your wide receiver. Oh, thanks, man. I do like Rashard Matthew. Rashard Matthew is my... Best potential value pick here. He's being he's being drafted as a wide receiver, fifty seven. He's got a lot going for him. The last time he was healthy for a whole year was in two thousand sixteen. He had nine touchdowns that year. Yeah, he did a really good year. He was the he's the twelfth best wide receiver in target premium, and the twelfth best wide receiver in dominator rating. So those two stats are both. No, does that mean like, like that's like S and M where you like start choking each other? Yeah, and he dominates sex? the shit out of people. Those are, though they're both player profiler. Stats. Dominator rating looks at your production versus the other players on your team. It gives you a percentage. Uh, he was the, he's the 12th highest percentage of Dominator rating. Otherwise, his production and efficiency versus the other players on his team was 12th best in the league. And the target premium stat ranks you against all other players in the league at your position based on the things that you did and the opportunities you had. 12th best with the opportunities he had. He, he was pretty ton, bad last year, dude. He didn't get a ton of targets last year. He was the 27th most fantasy points last year per target, though, which, you know, it's not it's not top 10, it's not top 15, but he's being drafted as a 57. He was a 15th wide receiver and player premium pl- production premium last year. Uh, so all these stats are basically player profiler stats to say, <laughs> hey, look, when this guy gets the ball, he does a lot. He's had 21% of the team's target share in the last two years. Because they have, average. I'm not sure they've had another receiver. I mean, Eric Decker was there, what, three years ago? Yeah, he's he's been the he's been the relatively consistent guy on this team. So, you know, in the last two years, even though you say last year he had nothing, he still had 20% of the team's targets. So uh, the, the team in general, Mariota had an awful fucking year last yeah. year, which is why all these receivers' numbers fell off. So as goes the quarterback, so go the wide receivers. I think Rashard Matthew is a is a steady piece of this offense that deserves more love than wide receiver 50. Where would you where, where, at what receiver number 4 on your team? Yeah, I would definitely take him as receiver 4 on my team. I'd I would be comfortable with that. So let me tell you something. And if you take him at 57, you're taking him as the 5. five. Which, hell yes. Maybe. But but like okay, so my bias in this year with 4 Richard Matthew 2 years ago I won my fantasy league and you had him. I had him. There you go. I mean he was he was I mean, he was really having like four catches a game, you know, a week with uh, 90 yards and touchdown that's pretty consecutively. Yeah. Right. I'm choosing Corey Davis, a wide receiver 28. Similar to the reasons I, I chose with Marquise Lee, he's going to be the wide receiver number one. That's the reason they drafted Corey Davis. He is the supposed to be the wide receiver number one. I like Rashard Matthew, but he's not the wide receiver number one. Correct. He only played nine games this year. He had 20% of the targets as well. And it's only going to go up. He caught 67.7% of his catchable ball rate. Pretty damn good. I don't know if I'd say pretty damn good. Good. If it was 67% of his 
it was his catch rate overall, I'd say that's pretty damn yeah. good. Okay, but 14% of, of the red zone targets he, he went his way. Those are, that's good. And I don't think that goes down. I think that's going to That's go. also going to go up. In my concern with Matthews is that he had 20% less targets in 2017, 12 less receptions in 2017, and 5 less TDs. Than, than his previous year. Than season. the previous year. Yeah. And I, I just, again, I, it, I like Matthew, but I feel if, if you're dra- if you're trying to draft for upside here, Corey Davis might be the one to select. Yeah, Corey Davis has a, has definitely the higher ceiling and upside. For me, Rashard Matthew is a guy that's steady, that's going to produce for you and get you some... He's got a nice floor. Okay, but going back to what we we drafted... Yeah, well, if you're we, taking we, we, Corey... We, we, if we drafted taking... Sterling Shepard versus Christian Kirk... Of yeah. a steadiness. If you're taking Corey Davis at wide receiver 28, yeah, you da- you have to take him for upside. But if you're if you're drafting a wide receiver at wide receiver 57, and you can get a guy with a sol- a floor like Rashard Matthew, I think that's amazing. So you're saying there's value in both these guys? I think there's value in both of these guys. Yeah. My concern about Corey Davis is simply that he's he's young, and again, we haven't seen him do it when Correct. his quarterback was playing well yet. And even the nine games he played, he didn't play that much. To be, yeah. I mean, he still had his hamstring for half that season. You know, there's a lot of hype around Corey Davis going into this year right now. I really hope that he performs the way that people are talking about him. I'm just, I just, I'm just nervous because I haven't seen it enough yet. All right, fair enough. Either way, I like the value at wide receiver in Tennessee because you have to assume Mariota's going to bounce back. So well, it can't be as bad as it was last year. He cannot. He couldn't if he wanted to. Is that it? Um, stat of the week. Oh, you got a stat of the week. I got a drop for you. Sweet. Big Wiz and his stat of the week. It's like a it's like a soap opera intro. Or kind of. Right? Yeah. Like like the debonair bearded gray haired man walks into the room and you hear. All right. Go ahead. Can you hit me with that stat of the week? All right. This team was the number two rushing offense. The number one rushing defense. Their offense combined had 3,100 passing yards, only 14 TDs, but 1,800 rushing TDs. In it. Sorry, 1,800 rushing yards with 18 TDs. Okay. Okay? They gave up 27 passing TDs and only 5 rushing TDs. Okay? So, okay. Um, offense, defense here. Um, this team was number one in... Wait, you're giving me two teams? Two I gotta teams. pick what the two teams are. Okay. This team was the number one... Rushing offense had 21 TDs. Rushing. Rushing. 22 TDs in the air. 2,200 yards rushing, but finished 21 in rushing defense. There's a lot going on there, okay? There's a lot going on there. Let's start. Can I start with the second team? Yes. Okay, for the second team. I want. I want to say that was probably. So, so, so let me repeat this: twenty-two hundred rushing yards, twenty-two TDs, and thirty-six hundred passing yards and twenty-one uh, receiving TDs. That had to be the Saints. Was that the New Orleans Saints? No. What do you mean no? Was it uh, the Rams? Nope. Oh Jesus! Conferences, buddy. Conferences. Are oh, you saying it was in the AFC South? I <laughs> am. Uh, yeah. Actually, yes. Both of these teams are in the AFC South? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then in that case, we're going to say the Jaguars are in team number two. Yes, the Jaguars are number team number two there with with 22 rushing TDs. Pretty damn good. That's a lot. TJ Yeldon. No, Chris Ivory got it done. Chris Ivory. And they got rid of him. They got rid of him, right. Okay. Man, that work's got to go somewhere. That work's got to go somewhere. TJ Yeldon, baby. I'm not sure it's talking about TJ Yeldon. Okay. (laughs) Remind me of the stats from the first team. All right, first team. 1,800 rushing yards, 18 TDs, 3,100 passing yards, and 14 TDs. Was that the Colts? Texans. Nope, there's only one team left, buddy. Titans. So the Titans. The reason I brought up those defenses, too, is both these teams rely on the offense a lot, on, on their rushing offenses and... They're, they're defenses. Their defenses are pretty good. They're, they're a ground-and-pound team, So folks. I didn't pick the Titans because I just remembered DeMarco Murray being so bad last year. And yeah. they just kept giving him the fucking ball. Well, he only had he had 800 yards, and Henry had 800 yards. And, they, you know, they, everyone combined yeah. for, for 18 rushing yards. 
I, I just remember, yeah, all I remember is DeMarco Murray being so bad <laughs> and the team refusing to let Derrick Henry run the ball. I'm telling you this information because these are teams that are going to continue to run the ball. Deion Lewis, baby. And they have good defenses. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. A lot of information there that was a little hard for me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like six beers deep. That's all right. I couldn't follow. That's my excuse for getting it wrong that many times in a row. <laughs> the Saints. Because we've talked about the Saints all fucking night long. I, You know, I didn't know we were doing that. Standard of the week was Good always going to be irrelevant to the show. I thought you just Yeah, why the fuck would you... Yeah, let's talk about the fucking Canadian Football League while we're at it, too. The, the Montreal Alouettes. Mark Tressman's own. Yeah. Montreal Alouettes. All right, dipshits. I have to go prepare for the royal wedding. I got... Dresses to steam and fucking... Tea party? What time's the tea party at? Hats to... 4 o'clock in the morning. You coming? No, I'm running a 10K tomorrow. All right, I'm going to sleep. You're stupid. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.